Good evening, Jennifer. Good evening, Ed. Good afternoon, Josh. <laughs> yes, we, uh, we, we did that. We did that like very like time zone appropriate for all. Of them. <laughs> well, it's not. It's it's seven forty-five here. I mean, it's evening. So I, I would say we're past afternoon. So we're good. You could have gone with evening. Yeah, that's cool. But it is. It's obviously late where you are. Um, how are things in Florida? Um, I feel like awesome doesn't quite circumference everything. About wow. that, about the actual truth, but awesome is is pretty close to it. And where are you working? I, I got plate positioned at Epcot, which is my I love Epcot. I awesome. love that was my favorite park. Oh, cool! Where are you at? What outdoor are you doing? Foods. <laughs> You're where? Outdoor Foods. Outdoor Foods. Oh, so do you rotate from different countries? Uh, no, I'm gonna. No, only people who, from the country can work in the country pavilion. Oh. I, I'm working. I'm working in the the science area. Awesome. Oh, cool. Well, very cool. Well, congratulations. That sounds like a great way to spend the summer. Yeah, I saw your name badge on Twitter. That was really cute. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is for you. Oh, it's mine. Our cousin you know? just got a job at Disneyland, and she's working food prep in um, the Blue Bayou, which is where the uh, pirates ride goes past. She's very excited. She was wearing her badge the other day. Yeah, she's in food prep, so she's back in the kitchen and never sees employees and even has hidden entrances to get to and from her spot, but she still has to dress in a uniform and wear her name tag all the time. And cover her tattoo. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's the Disney look. Uh, you, Yeah, that's, that's all I have to say about it's that. It's a formula that's, awesome. that's worked for years and years. I will never yes. question it. It's, it's a is, machine. It is a machine. That is correct. That is correct what you just said. That's awesome. That's funny. Well, uh, welcome to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh and Ned. You can find us online at gleefulpodcast.com. On Twitter at Gleeful Podcast. I'm at Josh Burnell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. We started off with You Get What You Give, 19, uh, what, 98 uh, hit? Was it 98? Yeah, I want to say it was about 98 hit by the New Radicals. Fronted by Greg Alexander. Wow. Yeah, he's a big like uh, he was a big producer, uh, rock producer, popular guy. They had like this song, and that was it. But this song got played every five minutes on the radio when I was a freshman in college. Oh my god, couldn't get away from this song. But it's, a, <laughs> but it's catchy as all get out. It's oh, a good yeah. song. So they get points for for putting one uh, putting one on the on the boards. Um, and we are here to discuss goodbye, the graduation episode that uh, we have had been building up to for weeks and weeks. And so it is finally here, graduation. And uh, we've we've definitely talked, a l- we've um, predicted, we have postulated, we have hypothesized of what this w- <laughs> what would come of uh, these moments and of all of next season. And uh, we are about to find out. Uh, or at least discuss a little bit more. We learned more than ever about the future of these characters tonight than we have all season. So that's kind of wild. But I think off the top, we should just kind of, as we always do, get a temperature on the episode. Oh, we also have a lot of uh, voicemails to play. Excuse me, we've got many more voicemails than we're going to have time for, so we will fit in as many as we can. But as we do every time, we take the temperature. Jennifer, (sighs) what'd you think (laughs) of goodbye? I, I just... I'm very, very disappointed. Uh, it was... It, I was expecting to be a little disappointed. I just wasn't expecting to be this disappointed. I don't think... Um, 
you want me to go on much further about it right now. <laughs> it was just, I mean, okay. no, it was just, it, there was so little satisfying resolution or anything. I don't know. We, we can, we can talk more about it and maybe, maybe as we dissect it, it'll, it'll come together better for me. But, um, yeah, especially after last week's this, I think it just, it felt flat. In I, I so will, many places, the dialogue was stilted. It was very forced. It l- very weird um, cuts, very weird transitions. Things just didn't feel cohesive, and it just didn't feel it. It didn't feel like a graduation episode, let alone a season finale. So. Uh, I'll agree. I think last week was a better. Ironically, last week was a better send off. Uh, like if they did it in on nationals, it felt more final yeah. than this one. Um, Ed, what did you think of this episode? Well, before I say anything, I feel like I went into this episode expecting it to be the last three ha- pages of Harry Potter book seven. Like I like in my <laughs> mind, I was mentally prepared for Aww. that. You were prepared for like twenty five years in the future where everybody's married and has kids. But like 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 I was just expecting it to be god awful. So you didn't like the last twenty-five pages of Harry Potter? The last three pages uh, of Harry Potter? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, uh, go on. And so, and it wasn't got awful. Like, like, I mean, I'm not personally happy with some of the things that happened. But if you think about it from, our, like, I don't know. I feel like if they're they're doing a really good job of setting it up for season four. I believe we got an email about this. Um, yes. And how? Yes. And how? Like, like. Like now, because there's a lot of people like who might have literally checked out of the, like, oh, now that our character's gone, even though they're not gone, but we know they're going to be successful. Now, now you don't know that, so you're you're mentally invested or emotionally invested for next season. So I I'm I'm gonna say it's a smart move. That's all. I think they could have ended <laughs> it at nationals and it would have been just as good, but but whatever. Bonus episode. Yeah, I mean, and I and I get that, you know, yes, the future is uncertain for several, and it, yeah, it would be great to see them next year. But just the way it was went about, the, the way they went about it, and the way, if, just the if tone you, of the episode, just it just didn't feel right. If you treat the episode like a bonus track on a CD, yeah. that's just that's just okay. <laughs> with that, the, the seven-day wait time. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, it's like, oh, like you like finish at Nationals, like, oh, there's a bonus track, OMG. And then you're like, oh, that was okay. Like, that, <laughs> that's how I felt. Like, that's how I feel about it, the whole thing. Well, that is the most optimistic way to view it. So you've clearly been um, Disney-fied. We appreciate that. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I... I I was actually, I, uh, right after the episode ended, um, Jennifer and I didn't really talk about it because I just assumed we both loved it and she obviously did not. And then it, like 10 or 15 minutes later, you were like, that was so bad and I could not <laughs> believe it. I spent the entire day after we had that conversation preparing to go to war, like preparing to st- stick up for this episode, just going to the mat to be like, this episode was fantastic. And everyone's misunderstanding it because I also get all of your emails. Uh, so I know what the crowd think or what what the crowd thinks. That's what I meant to say. Um, and then we watched it again while we were eating dinner right before doing the podcast. And I think that what I was taking away from it last night was that 
I thought it started strong, like the first 10, 15 minutes I really like. And then it goes way off the rails. Like the second Gloria Stefan shows up, I'm like, what? And then I loved the ending. I thought that the... The, the, the Finchel resolution minus her like him breaking up with her and then uh, she gets out of the car and all of her friends are there which must have been like freaking bizarre right you're, you're like my man just totally destroyed my world is putting me on a train to send me away oh and here's all my <laughs> friends to say goodbye oh yeah and he's so, going into the army yeah and he's so so there's a, like a big change just happened and all of her friends are there that that was kind of silly but the, the what happened with the Finchel storyline the way it resolved I think I liked that so so much that I managed to overlook all of the crazy inconsistent stuff that happened in the middle of the show. Um, so I, I think that's kind of how I felt about it. Uh, you're right. I mean, I think that, you know, everyone's arguments are valid on this one. Like there wasn't a lot of a lot of our key characters were just kind of dropped off in the middle of nowhere. What the heck is going to happen to Kurt? Kurt's just like blah 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 like, <laughs> I mean I understand you're exactly right and and, uh, and listener David is exactly right you know they set up season 4 in a really strong way and that was obviously their thinking was to get you emotionally invested in what's going to happen to them but I think it could have been done with a little more grace and a little more uh, respect for the amount of motion and time and love that we have the, as the fans have put into getting to this point. Brad Falchuk wrote and directed this episode. He's one of the creators of the show and he's been gone most of the season because he was off doing American Horror Story. And when Brad Falchuk writes an episode, um, honestly, when Brad or uh, Ryan write episodes, I get the sense that they kind of write it in a vacuum and they give it to everybody else. And then everybody else is like so happy to have a job that nobody tells them where it's wrong. And it was like this in the prom episode, which was the one Ryan Murphy wrote. I feel kind of about the same way about both of them, where at some point someone higher up or one of their peers or someone on the staff should have been like, guys, this is not ready. Like you, you're dropping the ball in a couple of places. It doesn't quite all tie up. You're, you're asking for stuff that doesn't, you know, you're, you're trying to cash emotional checks that your plot haven't, hasn't whatever uh and <laughs> you know what i'm trying to say no i won't be clever yeah. but but and yet no one does because they're brad and ryan and i think people have no problem questioning ian because ian seems to be like you know the redheaded stepchild of the trio which is fine you know and so i just that's how i felt about this episode is it was it was like a second draft and it needed to be a tenth uh everything needs to be a tenth so <laughs> <laughs> and, and if it's, if it's going to print, it should be at least a fifteenth. That's how the more the more I learn about that kind of stuff, it's like, gosh, so many drafts you need. Yeah, yeah. and and on and if a lesser writer wrote this episode, I think that somebody would have stepped in and been like, "Yo, wait a minute! Like, you're not just gonna you're not just gonna uh, have Kurt not get into Niata for no reason. Yeah. Like, you're at least without identifying a reason. I mean, it's like four words. He he could have opened the letter and been like, "I didn't get in." They said I'm not ready. Boom, done. Or like, yeah. they said I don't have enough experience yet. Boom, we no longer have to have this conversation. But instead, Gleeks are going to debate for the entire summer over, oh, his audition was so much better, and why wasn't he good enough, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, he did it right on the first time. Exactly. And- like, all they had to do was say one thing, you know. Yeah. I think, oh, because... Uh, 
you know, be, because I didn't get elected senior class president, like give us any BS reason and yeah. we'll be able to have something to hold on to. But instead, it's like when New Directions won nationals and we sit here and debate like, I don't know, I kind of thought that vocal adrenaline was better. Yeah. They need to, you know, they need to give us reasons for the decisions they make. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, or just <laughs> or some other reaction. I mean, the whole thing with Brittany not graduating, okay, Maybe it's not that much of a shock, especially when she says so snarkily, I had a 0.0 average. How could yeah. it, you know, how did you possibly think I was going to graduate? But then it's just like Santana seems to care for about half a second. She's like, really? You're not graduating? Well, now I had a 0.0. Okay, back on me. And we're totally yeah. done with Brittany. <laughs> yeah, there was, yeah, there was a lot of, I mean, it's Dan, you know, they would have needed another two hour, another hour to actually have I- any sort of follow up or, you know, conversation about the fallout of this stuff. But I don't know. It just felt like, I mean, so, you know, what was Blaine's reaction when Kurt didn't get in to Niata? And mm-hmm. I don't know. They were just, it's. There's just something missing. Like, oh, well, a lot of things missing, I felt. Yeah, it it was very unfinished. It felt unfinished and it felt yeah. underthought. Yeah. It felt underthought. That said, you know, and, and to talk about the things that did work, um, I I loved that Finchel scene in the car. <laughs> I loved that scene. I thought that was so incredibly just awesome. Like, like it was so beautiful, you know? Like, are you 100% sure that you want to marry me well no everyone has doubts well i'm a hundred percent sure that you need to go to new york like that was so cool that was like it was well written and i thought it was well acted and i and i thought the sentiment was dead on i loved all that that was just a killer scene (laughs) but you know the writer in me was very excited (laughs) i don't know i mean there was just something so okay like what was six episodes ago that um they had an intervention with him to mm. so he wouldn't go into the army, and now you know he has this talk with his mom, and now he's ready to do it again, and and you know she's she loves him and wants to marry him, but I mean, granted, this is just going to New York to you know to see the place and get set up. She's not going to spend the summer there, mm-hmm. you know. This isn't her you know final goodbye, but still, it's just it was odd. And then yeah, she was just seemed happy to stroll off with her well, tiny pink suitcase. Finale. I, I kept I waiting know. for her to get mugged. I mean, you see that girl in that outfit with the tiny pink suitcase, like, looking at all the buildings and walking around. Like, she's not going to make it to her hotel <laughs> with all of her money. No way. Yeah. That cell phone is gone around 14th Street. Uh, let's listen to a song <laughs> real quick, uh, and then we'll get back into a bit of discussion and play some voicemails. Um, this is, of course, the Madonna classic from the film With Honors. I'll remember. As performed by Chris Colfer here on the Gleeful Podcast.
with Fresh honors. Which one was that? Brendan it was like Fraser. Brendan Fraser's okay. one of his first movies. Moira Joe Kelly. Pesci was a homeless man, yeah. I think. Yeah, Moira Kelly. Wow, whatever happened yeah. to Moira Kelly? I just remember <laughs> that when I was in high school, my brother subscribed to this like Christian Life magazine. And it came one week, and Moira Kelly's on the cover of this Christian Life magazine being like, I was going to be a nun. And she's, she does this big on of her, or Catholic, specifically Catholic, because my brother is very devout, um, Joe. And so she's on the cover of this Catholic Life magazine, and she's like, I was going to be a nun. I'm Marva Kelly. And I just happened to be like, oh, that's cool. And I went in the bedroom, and I watched uh, Firewalk With Me, where she's, like, naked for 10 minutes. And I was thinking, this is odd. <laughs> this is just odd timing. Wow. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I wonder whatever happened to Myra Kelly. Anyway, um, we got uh, some dancing from Bert, Ed, uh, <laughs> <laughs> dancing from Bert, and uh, and some pretty wild stuff with Kurt not getting into Yada. How did you? How did that all that turn out for you? The whole Kurt storyline in this episode. I'm hoping it gets resolved in season four. <laughs> That's like I don't know. Like you, you wonder how much good this episode did versus bad. Now. I like I was trying to be all optimistic about it, but now now I'm wondering because <laughs> because you're right, you're like you're you're right on so many different ways, and I was being very uh, nice in my description at the beginning of the hour. Um, I hope I something something's gonna happen. That's all. Like this show, <laughs> this show moves like crazy. Sometimes I mean, mo- like very frequently, nothing changes, but. Sometimes, like sometimes, it goes moves like crazy, and I think true. <laughs> the begin the first two episodes of season four are going to be like crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I'd like to see how they can do that. I'd like to see. I, I, I want. Yeah, I want to see how they handle Kurt, other than just like showing Blaine walking through the halls and talking about what happened to him. Like, I really hope that they, you know, maybe do some flashbacks over, from what happened over the summer, as opposed to just continue and fill in the pieces with dialogue but mm-hmm. i don't know sorry you were starting to say no 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 you're you're absolutely right i mean i think that it, it um it would have been nice to get a hint of what his plan is you know just to hear him say like i'll be back next year or i haven't given up yet or i'm still going to new york drink um <laughs> it's a weird one yeah <laughs> well, yeah, they're having fun over there. That's just yeah, playing with the that's... buttons at this point. That's like when you got a 14-year-old kid in the front seat. Um, but uh, it, it, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, on the upside, that moment with Bert, the whole scene with Bert was just was just outstanding. I mean, it was, it was why, like, the opening of the show was so fun. You know, the yeah. first 15, 20 minutes were so fun. And uh, Bert dancing and Kurt's moments and stuff like that, that was fantastic. So... Absolutely awesome. But yeah, it, it, Kurt's a really big character to have his last line be, I didn't get in. And that's it. It's the only thing we heard from him, you know, mm-hmm. for the rest of the episode. Uh, apparently, Blaine gave him monogram towels. His graduation. <laughs> for graduation. Gift, which is very nice. But it's very <laughs> practical. I mean, you know, he's going to need them in New York, and, and now he can use them in Lima. But I mean, it was, I mean, yeah, that's. That was pretty devastating. And then they show him a graduation and he's, you know, all smiles and everything's perfect. And, and then he's seeing Rachel off at the train. He's all smiles and everything's perfect. And Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, it was a very, it felt very unfulfilled. Ed, what do you think Kurt is doing? You think he's going to end up just going to New York or is he going to stay in Lima? What do you think? Shomi's going to end up like he's either, uh, Carmen Tupido is going to be like, I made a mistake. That <laughs> you are you are my Melanie Amaro. You are coming back. <laughs> Who is Melanie Amaro? Melanie Amaro. I want to say that's Idol. Is, is that, that an Idol reference? That's an X Factor. Uh, oh. Simon, oh. Cow- Simon Cowell eliminated her. But then she, he like, it's like I made a mistake, and he brought her back, and she ended up winning the whole thing. Wow! Oh, so. okay. Wow! So, oh, so that's uh, all I can say is that's the girl from the Pepsi commercial. Yeah, well, <laughs> that that's what part of her. That's part of her five million dollar prize. So. Awesome! Wow! Good <laughs> that's for not her. Too shabby. Um, nice, uh, she got brought back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. That's that's my that's number one theory. Number two, <laughs> it, is Kurt lying? Oh, he's lying because he's afraid to go? <gasps> no. Doesn't want to leave Blaine? <laughs> oh, yeah. He doesn't want to lose Blaine. Maybe. Maybe he's like, it's like it didn't matter what it what it letter said. He's like, it's going to it's gonna say no, no matter what I read. Or, or, That's an I, interesting or point. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I've, those two scenarios that's all i that's all i got for you <laughs> i just keep envisioning in season four i think the episode i'm going to be most interested to see is the turkey drop episode where everybody you know the, the turkey drop is that at thanksgiving you break up with your high school sweetheart um and oh. <laughs> there's gonna be this like awkward episode where tina comes in and she's like oh mike broke up with me in chicago and Brittany's like yeah, you know, uh, Santana broke up with me, and and you know, I mean, for God's sakes, like Cord, like Cord is gonna say, yeah, Mercedes dropped me when she's Aww. out in California. Um, th- 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 half of these relationships ended up going in several. By the way, since when is Cord not a senior? Am I the only one surprised that Cord they- was not a senior? <laughs> I don't think it, they ever said specifically. I so. don't think they said, and then I just I just chalked it up to um, transferring. Losing credits, being homeless for a while. Ah, oh, I see what you mean. That makes sense. I'll buy that. Maybe, maybe you just didn't have enough credits to graduate. <laughs> yeah, there was just a lot of. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, everybody's going separate ways, and it's funny that most people are dating, except for, um, except for Rachel and Finn. Everybody's dating a different classman. Yeah, they're they're the only. They're the only, oh my God. I mean, can you imagine how the internet will implode upon itself when Kurt calls Blaine from New York and he's like, hey, I'm really sorry, but um, have you seen the boys up here? And Blaine's like, <gasps> darn. No. Like the internet will cave in upon itself. Yeah. All right. My my theory is that it was an administrative error and Kurt got the wrong Oh, interesting. Form letter. That's <laughs> an interesting one. That's that's my that's my theory. I mean, I think they're just adding a level of complication to it. it if I honestly think that if uh, the episode ended with Finn getting into his school and Kurt and Rachel getting into all their it, both getting into Niata, um, it would feel a little empty. Uh, it would feel a little easy for everything. My biggest complaint, honestly, I think from a plot perspective or from a story perspective, my biggest problem with the episode was actually Santana's storyline. We've got Santana who um, gets jealous that everybody else is going to, uh, you know, chase their dreams or chase some kind of dream of performing. And uh, she's got a scholarship to cheerlead at Louisville. 
And then she goes ahead and says, I don't want to go there. And her mother does something that no mother has ever done in the history of America (laughs) and says, that's cool. Here's all the money I set aside for you to go to college. You go ahead and, and spend this chasing your dreams in New York when you're, you know, 18 years old. Um, it just seems so tidy and easy. And yeah. because we've never seen Santana's mother in any other way, right. it was kind of like, am I supposed to feel that you are are overcoming any kind of personal struggle? You know, she has one scene where she's like, you really need to go to college. And then after that, she's like, meh, you're good. Chase your dreams. It's cool. I just want you to be happy. It was so easy for Santana. And that really, that just seemed like a totally unearned moment. I don't know. And then Santana going to New York, kind of doing what she kind of made fun of everybody else for doing. Uh, Like even Santana in, in New York seems like an odd situation. I don't know. Ed, what did you think about the whole Santana thing in this episode? I, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I okay. I must confess, I watched this episode with a bunch of noise going on around me, so I was not paying super attention. <laughs> you but just I did... moved like eight <laughs> states. You have a really good excuse, <laughs> right? And I have like five other roommates. You sound is... exhausted. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm awake. Oh no, I no, no. That's... I do. I do up at six a.m. today for training. Ah, uh, back to back to waking up. Um, <laughs> You're fine. I just, it was just, it was more of an observation rather than a, you know, wasn't a yes. criticism. I promise. Uh, like I saw, I saw the scene. I was like, okay. I, I, I mean, you're hearing, hearing about it in more detail because people were being loud. Um, <laughs> I think they, they, it does sound very simple and easy. I don't, I don't know what that's about. It just felt, yeah. I think like, like, that doesn't, okay. Like straight up, straight up. That would never happen, as as Josh says. That would never happen. She'd be like, um, "Get your degree and then then pursue your dreams." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Or if you're gonna go, if, if you're going to, you know, pass up on college, then you do it on your own. Like, you're not getting oh, yeah, money yeah. That, 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 that I that's like, you know that's set like aside. alternate number two. Yeah. That is. <laughs> Yeah, in the history of the world, Frank Zappa is the only parent who said, I will pay for you to chase your dreams, but if you go to college, you're on your own. <laughs> Every other parent said exactly yeah. the opposite. Yeah. It's just, I mean... And it's not... I mean, yeah. I can't even say, like, that's a wildly responsible thing for her mother to be doing. Like, I'm going to give you all the money that I was going to give you to go to college. You're going to throw away your scholarship and stake... Like, it's not like Santana has a plan. At no point has Santana even said what she wants to do. She wants fame. She just wants fame. So give your kid all that money to go to L.A. and to get on The Bachelor. Like, that's that's how it's going to go down. I mean, and that's another thing. If Santana had said, I'm going to go to Miami or I'm going to go to um, Los Angeles, I would have been like, oh, okay, that seems a bit more in character. But for some reason, New York well, yeah. doesn't follow for me. Well, like, she doesn't uh, want to be in the soap. She doesn't want to be in So that she could be theater. in the same, like, so that her and Rachel could share scenes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we can have the burgeoning Rachel Santana. Uh, yeah, honestly, it did. it did seem weird because, you know, you think of New York, you think of Broadway, you think of... Um, you, you just don't you don't think of you know movies and music and that seems more like her speed. So I was kind of surprised she didn't say, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know ride Mercedes coattails to the West Coast and um, <laughs> be a backup singer." 
Yeah, Mercedes got hired as a backup singer for an indie label the second she said that I was thinking that really creepy scene in Fame where the... <gasps> oh, yeah. no, no, so, no. I'm like, no, wait, bad, what are we talking bad. about? <laughs> bad, this Josh. is not the city of dreams. <laughs> uh, and so I was like, all right, let's listen to a song, shall we? Um, oh, typo. That's my girl. She's quoting well, the TV show Fame or the movie Fame in the uh, chat room. Okay, the, uh, only, go ahead, Jennifer. the only thing that I... Th- possibly could could uh rationalize her mother's um decision to encourage her to to go to new york and follow her dream is because it would get her out of lima because her other option was one for the second she heard that britney wasn't gonna um graduate college she was gonna stay in lima and just hang out with her oh that's interesting so maybe this was just to encourage her to get out of lima interesting but I'm stretching there. I don't, I don't think that's really the case. I think she's just really trying to be a nice guy. It's giving the paper-thin character of Santana's mother way more credit <laughs> than she possibly deserves. Good casting, though. Uh, yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah, Claudia Stefan's not the deepest actress in the world, but she still acts circles around Rory. Uh, wow. <laughs> hey, get the dig in on him. I had to. He's so he's adorable. What can I say? Uh, let's, let's listen to some Will Schuster. It's been a while since we had a uh, Matthew Morrison solo on the show, which I know is incredibly disappointing to many of the listeners. (laughs) Uh, Here is, of course, Matthew Morrison doing Forever Young on the Glebo Podcast. Pretending to play some of the worst guitar ever. (laughs) you when you're far from home. And may you grow to be proud, dignified and true And do unto others as you'd have done to you Be courageous and be brave And in my heart you'll always stay Forever young Forever young May good fortune be with you May your guiding light be strong Build a stairway to heaven With a prince or a vagabond And may you never love in vain And in my heart you'll always remain Forever young Forever young typo you can come back uh so (laughs) (laughs) welcome uh uh so i'm sorry what are you looking at over there did ace young propose to diana DeGarmo at the american idol finale apparently i'm sorry i was looking at pictures of the american idol his hair got long Um, i didn't know they were dating so uh so yes um will confessed to the pot 
in this episode. I know. I know. And, <laughs> Talk and, about pulling way back from the pilot. He confessed and, to well, the pilot. If this wasn't, if there was, it was either now or never, in my opinion. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was a cool moment. He seemed, you know, to, to feel bad about it, it in it's his just, way. It's just, it's just proof. It's just further proof that Will is at his best when being manipulative and selfish. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I thought that, I, I mean, for me, I thought Finn had a pretty cool reaction. Because at the end of the day, if Will hadn't done that, Finn's life, he never would have got a, got together with Rachel. He never would have joined the Glee Club. He never would have found, you know, which what was, at least for a few episodes, his purpose. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, like he and oh. Will, like it or not, have a bond. Yes, uh, he's his and, best uh, man. Yeah, and he, he's, yeah, he's Will's best man. So I honestly, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, you know... Admittedly, this is a friendship between a lot of people's two least favorite characters. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think of another show where fans so hated the main characters. <laughs> like, if you really hmm. get on the strata of where the main characters of their show, you've got Rachel, Finn, uh, Kurt, and Will. Like, that is really how this show began, was, was that kind of triumvirate and Sue, to a lesser degree. Um and yet people hate Will and Finn. I'm trying to think of another mm. show where people hate the main characters and love everybody else so much. Interesting. Ed, didn't, wasn't it on the thought. OC everyone hated Misha Barton even though she was technically the main character? Uh, well, the show ratings dropped the second she left, so I, they liked her apparently. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. They just hated... They just hate... Uh, well, I, I can't speak for everyone. <laughs> I, I will preface this, but I, I know I was frustrated when, when there was, when they shifted focus off the core four and started focusing more on like sub characters that didn't really matter that didn't even make it to the next season. So oh, we're talking about the OC because that's totally how I feel Actually, about Glee. Yeah, that's <laughs> that. I was talking about the OC. It's like very, that. yeah, very similar. Oh yes, that's right. Uh, Morgan Dorfer in the chat room said a lot of people hate Karen on Smash. That's true. Karen is the least interesting character on Smash, and she's. Did you hear? Did you hear they they fired Dev and Ellis? They fired Dev. Well, they they just didn't bring them back as series regulars. Okay, whatever. That's practically firing in Hollywood. <laughs> so they Even, they yeah. still well they'll come back to wrap up those storylines because their storylines are, are almost done. But they also got rid of Julia's husband and uh, Michael her Swift, her lover. So the whole show is essentially going to be about Derek next season and it's just going to be the Derek show well and I think I think um, I think it's going to be about uh, yeah what's her face uh, betting people too but um, Julia practically <laughs> practically um, yeah it worked for me but uh, a lot of people in the chat room were not happy with uh, with Will's revealing to Finn that he's still the pot Jennifer did you weigh in on this one it, I I actually appreciate that he said something Kind of, I agree. I uh, agree. Yeah, I mean, motion, motion pass. It was it was a decent thing to do. I was waiting for like some crazy fallout from it though. And yeah, there was a moment where yeah. I was like, this could go either way. I'm like, oh, not that. Honestly, I was like, I went. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna have Will fired and all this stuff. Nope, everything's cool. Everything's just great. 
It's like they pumped Prozac in the water or something. This was, yeah, I mean, nobody was very phased. By that's a stuff. good point. That's a that's a really good point. And you you made this com- comment earlier that at the end of the day, this episode was so kind of warmed over. It was like flat. It was said. zero. Yeah, flat. There was zero <laughs> conflict in this episode, and what conflict there was didn't really show up until the last five minutes. It was mainly a victory lap. Mm-hmm. I mean, much of the entire episode was sweet goodbyes here and there, which makes it, you know, kind of hard for us to discuss, to be quite frank, because all we can really do is list the things that happened. I mean, what are you going to say about when Quinn went to say goodbye to Sue Sylvester? Like, there's no comment on that. Actually, I thought that was one of the better scenes. Hmm. It just seems like (laughs) I I struggle with Sue's flip-flopping. Like, she's incredibly nice at times, and then she's reluctantly nice at times, and then she's straight up evil at other times. And there seems to be no motivation other than which writer is tackling the scene and what moment he needs to serve for her to act in these ways. Mm -hmm. I liked when Sue was evil or reluctantly nice, but now she's just straight up nice half the time. (laughs) She's a mommy to be. That is true. You know, but she used to also, uh, re- you know, she would be incredibly nice and then regret it because she was, you know, oh, the hormones are getting to me. I'm not yeah. that much more entertaining. And I mean, as Sue being, you know, arguably or at one time your favorite character. Um, oh, Sue has not been my favorite character in a while. But to that, that being said, Sue could not be the enemy as much as Glee needed her to be forever. Unless, unless they, <laughs> or they can't have her character growing, and they ha- they insist on her character growing, yeah. which means which means that she can't be mean, which means they need to be bringing in like 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 Santana filled that void for a while, but then she then she became nice, and now and now <laughs> Roz filled the void, but I don't even know if she was ever really mean. So it's like she's just evil to Sue, <laughs> and I. I do like her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Roz, Roz for a moment was like, oh, we're going to get a new Sue. We're going to get a new antagonist. And then Roz totally warmed over, too. It's well, kind of everybody. At some, As soon as the writers realize, oh, we really like this person, then they stop being evil. Well, I mean, she didn't totally warm over. I mean, she basically set up the, you know, the bringing down of uh, Principal Figgins. That's, oh, yeah, that's that's true. That's the the big setup they have for next season yeah. is so that Roz could, and Sue might team up to bring down Principal so Figgins. who's the vice principal? Because as I'm thinking about this, I'm like, okay, fine. So Roz is setting up, so Sue's principal and she's going to be vice principal. I'm like, well, who, who are they usurping as the current vice principal? Hmm. It's an interesting point. Hmm. Interesting point. Let's listen to some- Probably Emma. They just probably, she's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's guidance counselor, just like really brochure quiet. extraordinaire, and <laughs> vice principal? It's true. <laughs> Uh, let's listen to some voicemails. Of course, let's kick it off with our favorite. Happy graduation, Gleeful. It's Caitlin and Sarah, who's sick, so bear with her. And despite remarks about the episode, we both found this to be an emotional send-off. Not really, because most of them are coming back next year. What felt like an emotional send-off to characters we've loved for three years. From the moment Drew flies to them singing the Daddy Rock in the Boat, I was tearing up. And then they have the seniors standing after the song the underclassmen left standing as if they just handed the glee club over to them. It was just perfect. I loved how they completed Finn's journey as a leader by making the final call, an executive decision when it came to his and Rachel's futures, and a grown-up one at that. And we had Shu fulfill priority number one to help the kids. Come full circle here. 
I do find it interesting that graduation order wasn't alphabetical. It was kind of an order of increasing importance. Our graduating class is always small and held in the auditorium. I may have been a little disappointed that they did have everything wrapped up with a nice little bow for all the characters, though, such as Damien's deportation, Kirk's future, <laughs> what's going to happen to Santana and Puck, etc. Et but then we had an epiphany. This is a TV show. The title lied. This wasn't goodbye to the characters, so they can't finish all the storylines. Although it would have been nice if during that last song we could have flashed to the other characters so we got hints of what their futures might be. Yeah, that might have helped some people, including me, arguing that the last fourth was essentially the Rachel Berry show. Keep in mind, though, that without Rachel, Glee Club wouldn't have Schuster coaching it, thus Finn wouldn't have joined, which would mean Santana, Quinn, Brittany, Mike, and Puck wouldn't have joined either. Thus, there would be no Glee Club as we know it. So Rachel kind of deserved those moments at the end with everybody seeing her off. You do have a very good point. It may just have been because I don't like Rachel, but I do have to understand how important she is for this entire show. We can't wait to hear you guys weigh in, though. And can I say that Bert was perfect as usual, and I wish my dad had danced to sing the ladies for me as my graduation present? <laughs> I really don't. Bye! <laughs> well, uh, yes, many good points there, of course. <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. my father dancing as my graduation present. Oh. But I'd love to see your father dancing. Which one? Either. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounded... It's not like a Rachel situation. Particularly, I think Joe Senior dancing would have been awesome. Aww. <laughs> doing Joe Senior, Senior doing the single ladies would have been classic. Uh, let's see. How about a uh, little Irish Mike? Hey guys, it's Mike. I'm calling with my review on the Gleason finale for season three, Goodbye. And right now I'm uh, actually calling while I'm watching the ending of it for a third time, and I don't have really many words to say for this episode. I thought the first 15 minutes were good, then it got into a bit of a lull where it went, it took a little bit for me to keep going through, like, is this, is this how season finale is supposed to be? Like, I couldn't get connected to it. Then we got past the graduation, and then I was like, okay, so well done. And then this happens. Mitchell breaks up, which I can't say I'm not sorry for because I really wanted them to break up. Kurt doesn't get into Niata, which I didn't understand at all. I mean, he did he did good at his audition, and he actually had grades, and she didn't choke like Rachel did. Yet somehow she ends up in New York, and Finn ends up in the Army, where I don't know what's going to happen with him. Probably end up getting shot and go into the military hospital. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, my three word review for this episode would be Kurt resolution question mark. I mean, we have pretty much a resolution for everyone. All the juniors are going to be back. All of the seniors, Mercedes and Mike and Santana, they're all going to college. Finn's going to uh, the army. Rachel's in Niata. But what is Kurt? Where's Kurt? What is he doing? He didn't get into Niata. He's just going to hang around with Burke. I want to say the single lady dance was amazing. <laughs> Anyways, hoping to listen to the episode tonight, and I can't wait to hear back from you. Bye. I, I'm thinking during the break, we'll have to do one of our um, play a song, and, or what song do you think they'll perform, and what's the story surrounding it shows. Because I'm thinking if Finn's in the military, we're obviously going to get like, Wake Me Up When September Ends with a recreation of that music video. And we're going to get uh, uh, My Baby Just Wrote Me a Letter. 
wow. <laughs> he's going to have to perform there. Uh, there's probably going to be a whole slew of military-related songs that we're going to get from him. Yeah. And that essentially any song that ever had the word New York or Broadway in it will certainly get mm-hmm. performed at some point by Rachel. Uh, let's get a little another voicemail. Here is, let's see. Oh, this is a good one to talk about. Here's uh, Sonia from Minnesota. Hello, this is Sonia. Um, well, I'd say it was a fairly good episode. Uh, not fantastic, but still good. Not as good as props, but at least as good as national. So, pretty good. Now, my main comment is to do with Quinn. We are seeing the classic case of a serial cheater. She's cheated on every single person she's been with on the show. Everyone cheats on everyone. So we've got a bit, she's got a bit of a problem in that area. I mean, she was with Joe at the time when she kissed Puck, and for all we know, did more. So I'm very uncomfortable with that, especially due to the fact that they've never really dealt with the fact that she's got a big problem there. Puck didn't even mention Joe. So, anyway, that's my comment. That is my beef. And I had trouble. Uh, I dwelt on that for a while. But that's all. So, WTF, Serial Cheater Quinn, peace out. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the the Puck storyline, which wraps up with him. This is this is funny. I, I honestly feel like oh, so we were at a we were at a party on Saturday. Yeah, sorry, I'll get there. I'll wow. get there. You, it takes me a second. Yep, I'll figure yep. out my spot. Come back. <laughs> so we were at a party on Saturday. We were talking to my friend Josh, who I went to high school with. And um, <clears throat> another Josh. There were four of us. It's a long story. Uh, but this is Josh number one. And we went to high school together. And he was saying, when he was watching season two, he felt like all the episodes were written by Ryan Murphy, Brad Falchuk, and Ian Brennan, which they were. And he said that it looked like Ian Brennan would only watch the ones he wrote. And Ryan Murphy would only watch the ones he wrote. And Brad Falchuk would only watch the ones he wrote. And so... The, you would see plot lines that would just disappear and then pop up three weeks later. And then, you know, the, nothing really had any far reaching elements because it seemed like no one was watching everything and they never really worked together. I kind of felt like that with this one where it was like Brad Falchuk hasn't watched the last four episodes and he was kind of just forgot that Joe was ever a thing in well, Quinn's life. I mean, was he really a thing? I mean, they, other than, you know, he cured her legs. With the, the the most amazing <laughs> physical therapy ever. I mean, he must have been homeschooled by, like, a magic man or something. I don't know. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, they 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 kind of talked about it. and But she encouraged him to be strong in his faith. They, like, we never saw anything, really, other yeah, than I mean, the I- one erection. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I think everyone was kind of reading that them they were being in some way a couple. But you're right. I mean, I guess it wasn't really fixed. And then when she's saying, you know, when he's like, what do you want to help me? And she's like, because I love you. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Like, yeah. Michelle throws that word around a lot. He didn't even flinch. <laughs> yeah. Like, we both flinched. Yeah, we both went, what? Yeah. Um, and she didn't even, like, when they were singing, when the seniors were singing to the underclassmen, like, she didn't, you know, have any special, like, moment with him. It was all Artie. Oh, yeah, she was friends with Artie for yeah. an episode. It's true. It's so true. When they were crippled together. It's pretty <laughs> hilarious. Really bad. It, it, that was a tough, that was just a weird scene. The concept of, like, a kiss makes Puck powerful was actually a funny idea. I mean, I thought that concept was really funny. And if yeah. she was just like, you know, if she went to him and she's like, okay, look, I'm not in a relationship right now. I'm going to do this because I know it's going to, you know, make the, you're going to pass the test if I kiss you. And then he's like, you know, what was this great? You could change the world, but with tongues. Like the concept behind that plot line, I thought was really funny, but, but it was just so clumsily done within the yeah. world that we've. And then it does currently living. It does come across as like, like how full of herself is she that she thinks that one kiss is going to restore his confidence to pass an exam. I don't know. It just I you see you don't understand the 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 power of the male libido. <laughs> like <laughs> But it's not like he'd never been kissed. It's not like it was his only kiss. He could get it any time he wanted. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying well there's there's a lot of power. It, I mean, it was all com- for him. It was all confidence. The, his entire yes. issue was he had no confidence. And then she came in and she was like, bah, 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 you know, change the world. Bah, bah, bah. And then he suddenly was like, I got my confidence back and I can pass this test. Made yeah. sense. Okay. Well, also, it confused me a little bit when she said you were my first because the, the way she said it when I heard it the first time, I thought, was there another? As opposed oh, to you yeah. are I guess my they never first. Directly, they never directly addressed that. Yeah, but. but as opposed to like you are my first. <laughs> I don't know. Blake, eh, whatever. In the, in the chat room, uh, Blake Riley said, we should drink every time someone says continuity. We'd all be drunk right now. <laughs> Ed, uh, we do not Quinn, condo- <laughs> and Puck in this scene, you know, you did not get your Quintervention. However, Quinn, or however, Diana Agron is under contract to come back next season. So uh, we, we will get more of Quinn. But uh, how did you feel about the resolution of where Quinn ended up when all was said and done? I'm, well, I think you're, you make some valid points, especially with the, with the uh, changing relationships. Like, I, like what, what, is, what is Quinn doing? I, I thought, I don't know. Do I want to see Quinn and Puck become a thing? Because now that I can officially, like, I don't know. I don't know if I was ever, like, a part of Team Quinn and Finn. But we can let, I can let that go completely now. Like, Quinn and Finn, I mean, Rachel and Finn, I know they broke up just now. But they're, they're like, destined to be together in the stars of Broadway or something. <laughs> and and that's just how I feel about that, I guess, right now. Until until they get on to, uh, well, I was, I was talking to Tay-Tay and Oz about this. I was like, they should have a, they should totally have a crossover with Smash. And Rachel Cherry should come on and totally steal the part for uh, Marilyn Monroe. Um, that would be hysterical. <laughs> there's actually a great version of season four where everyone gets hired in Ed's uh, summer program at Disney World. And the entire <laughs> cast is in Disney World for a season. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be oh, a great God. season four. Could you imagine? That's like better, I, bet, that's, I bet that's better than 90% of the ideas that, that have been discussed for season four. So there that, you go. 
Glee hire Josh. Start getting that trending. Um, <laughs> don't I wish? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Quinn, Quinn and Puck. I feel like I, I, I want them. I want something to be there because they have Beth, and even though Shelby just I vanished, like for all intents and purposes. Well, she and, she quit and left because it was just. She she decided it was wrong to like be there and try to make a family. She probably feared for her child's life. There's also mean. that. <laughs> understandably, understandably. Crazy Quinn. Oh no, Quinn. Quinn is totally gonna go like bad again. She's gonna, or she's, or she's gonna go like hippie in college or something. I don't know. She's gonna do something. She's gonna do something oh. so unlike anything she's done thus far in college. I think she's gonna <laughs> sleep with her drama teacher. <laughs> See, I, I don't, we'll we'll talk about all that because the second you say that, I'm like, wow, that is so not the Glee I want to watch. Like that's when Saved by the Bell went to college, and Saved by the Bell, the new class, was so painful to watch because I didn't want to see Tiffany Amber Theason sleeping with, you know. Uh, well, you didn't want to sleep with anybody. You wanted her for, for yourself. Me. That's entirely true. Have you noticed no one ever says just Tiffany or Theason? It's always Tiffany Amber Theason. You always have to say all three names. She's not even Tiffany Amber Theason anymore. She's just Tiffany Theason now. But no one ever says that. She has the three names. Because she doesn't do anything Until now. she dies. Moving on. <laughs> Let's play a voicemail. We got, we got time for one more voicemail. Here's Lynn from Australia. Hey, guys. It's Lynn from Australia. I've got a few questions about the finale of Glee that I hope you can help me with. Why did Finchel's wedding chairs get more screen time and plot than Mercedes got? <laughs> Why did Kurt dedicate his song to the guys of Glee, who he barely ever interacted with, and some of them I'm not sure he's even met? Why did the juniors dedicate their song to Finn, not to all of the seniors? Congratulations on making me dislike him even more, show. But most importantly to me, will we ever get to see per- Kurt have a public victory, a moment of triumph and validation. He's had some emotional ones, you know, private stuff. He's got the best father in the world, obviously. And he's got a cute boyfriend that he gets to kiss a whole once a year. Yay, them. <laughs> but he's never got a competition solo or lead for New Directions ever. He got relegated to a non-singing, non-talking role in West Side Story. He lost the class presidency race to Brittany. You know, that's all on top of being horribly bullied, driven out of school, made prom queen. There seemed to be a narrative arc in place this season. You know, against the odds, he got the chance to audition and he nailed it. And then the worst part wasn't Kurt getting yet again punched in the face by life. It was that it wasn't even important enough that the show gave even a brief scene to his reaction or to him being comforted by his dad or by Blaine. It turned out that narratively, Kurt's no better off than most of the other characters. He's only a prop in the story of Rachel Berry and maybe Finn Hudson. I thought my expectations were low enough to not be too disappointed, but Glee proved me wrong yet again. <laughs> See ya. You you just got a fist pump from Jennifer. Oh yes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly with every bit of that. Well, there you go. Well, um, this- I swear, I swear, I read at one point that this episode was supposed to be longer, but maybe I made that up. Yeah. I I may have made that one up. <laughs> Wishful thinking. Me, it's so. This show is so weird. It's like sometimes I want it to be less, and sometimes I want it to be more. <laughs> like, and, like they should just each week change it to the quality and you know quantity of important yeah, stuff. I would be fine with that. Like this week we're half an hour. Next week we're gonna be two hours. The following week we have a seven-hour epic film. <laughs> 
I mean, I know that you could lodge. Interesting format for TV. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Fox would, well, the ratings were coming in. Fox would be thankful. Yes. <laughs> there would be like just just an hour of like uh, of Sue polishing her trophies. Yeah. Just, this is this is the hour <laughs> when we do that. Uh, well, that's pretty much all I have for goodbye. Jennifer, did we forget anything? Um, I don't know if we got anything. Okay, just... Okay, I really... Okay, of course, loved Bert's scene. And I did think when the seniors were singing to the uh, underclassmen, that was a really good scene, too. I'm trying to, like, end this on a somewhat positive note. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think I've said it all. All right, Ed, did we forget anything? Uh... Well, I was not. This this episode was not my best. I was like, gosh, well, why am I? Because they're they're really strict about torrenting around here, and it doesn't go up on Hulu for like a week. So I was like, Shiznet, I need to watch this, and it I, there was distractions going on. Aww. So you have I a pro- lot going on right now. That's understandable. But I I will rewatch it, and I will be more uh, adept with my speaking about it. But it was it was a. <laughs> I don't know. As I said, if you treat it like a bonus track, you'll feel better about it. <laughs> and I mean, I still hold that the scene in the car where Finn, you know, said, I'm going where you can't follow me because I know it's the only way you'll go do what you need to do. I, I still hold that's one of the best scenes we've had all year. That one scene I will stand up for. That was one of the best scenes we've had all year. Okay. Some I, of his best acting ever on Glee. So did they really break up or is they ju- or are they just taking you know is he just forcing her to do what she needs to do see i don't believe that they broke up i really she like, didn't get back the ring yeah he's, yeah he said i'm setting you free i mean and and you know he said it, the if the universe may bring us back together and mm-hmm. and you know and and it's a tv show so that's very likely what will happen she <laughs> left with the ring that's all i'm saying because as we you know as earlier discussed um Kelly and Zach did get married in the <laughs> Hawaiian wedding or the Las Vegas wedding episode. So that's classy. Yeah, I'm just so. kidding. <laughs> I, I secretly wanted a Vegas wedding. Okay, so one thing that did occur to me um, at the end of last night's episode, all night long, I thought it was weird that Rachel was wearing not her Finn necklace but a little red apple, and oh. she ended up in the Big Apple. So nice there you go. Sure, I'm sure that was uh, a costuming decision. Yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> Definitely, uh, uh, yeah, definitely some thought went into that one. Well, Ed, <laughs> would you like to thank any iTunes reviewers? I don't see any new ones this okay. week. Okay. Well, what the heck? No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, we have so many reviews, guys. Yeah. It's it's really, it's incredibly flattering. Um, and, I we have uh, like 49 pages. You can't really be wow. that angry at them. No, no, absolutely not. No, it's fantastic. Although a nice 50 would make be slightly happier <laughs> round it up <laughs> to a nice even 50 that'd be sweet well we do want to thank uh, everybody for tuning in you can find us on twitter at uh, gleeful podcast i'm at josh Brunel. she's at jenny b creative he's at edward giordano you can find us on uh, the website which is gleefulpodcast.com where you can buy t-shirts and uh follow the show and such and so on uh you can also of course uh find us on facebook i want to send a shout out to charles jordan uh, who left an incredibly nice message on our uh, Gleeful page. Just search for Gleeful. And uh, thank you very much to him, and congratulations on graduating high school. Yeah. And uh, and that's everybody awesome. that's in the chat room, we don't know when we'll be recording, 
for a little while because uh, Ed is doing his thing in Florida and the um, uh, and their stuff. And so the schedule might be in flux for a little while, but we will do the best we can to continue the conversation, the Glee conversation. Glee Project starts next week. So we yeah. get excited about the Glee Project returning. Should be fun. Uh, and everybody in the chat room, Defy Gravity, Blake Riley, Giants fan, Daniel Shante, Daniela Shante, Happy Cookie 18, uh, C Stephen 44, I'm just seeing the people that have spoken recently, Crystal Light <laughs> 92, Molly and Typo, Every and Morgan Durfer. And uh, let's see who else is on here. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, here is Roots Before Branches. As we go out, it was, you know, somebody made the comment on one of the, one of the emails, I think, um, it was a little weird to be saying goodbye to these characters, but we're going to see them all next year. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, maybe that was part of the problem hey, with this was, episode. What, what was up with Artie's horse jacket? <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, there was some bad, I mean, what was up with Kurt's jacket with the crazy stripes on the arms? That was strange. I didn't mind that one as much. Yeah. I did like <laughs> that Rory, did... Was I the only one who felt like oddly cheated every time they would be having these tearful goodbyes and Rory and Joe would be there? I'm just thinking you haven't earned this. Like Sugar's been in the club longer than you people. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, for the Cleveland Podcast with Josh Jen and I'm Josh. I'm Jen. Go buy Haley Reinhardt's debut album. Yes, you should. Kimber's, uh, Kimber's album came out on Tuesday as well. Yeah, the, the U.S. re-release, yeah. Yeah, as well as uh, um, Sarah Bareilles' new EP. That's about it. That's and Chris Allen. I Chris guess. Allen's new record, that's right. That came out this week. Like Goodbye Carmelia, I think it's called. Camelia. Camelia. Uh, so I assume he left his wife. No, no, no it's, it's actually Thank You, Camelia. Oh, Thank Maybe You, Camelia? Oh, okay, well, then it could probably be his wife. <laughs> it's like little Barbie doll that he married. <laughs> Uh, They're so adorable together. <laughs> yeah, <I> Seriously. <laughs> Good night.